You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side studios. Man, the local, the state, the national, covering down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid conservative and just plain right. All right, so we we got a thing here now. All right, we in the past we had a segment because I, I really do, like I said before the top of the hour, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that my generation doesn't have all the answers. And, I, and I'm also a firm believer that the things that I believe in, that Charlene and I believe in, um, some of those things we want to see passed on to the next generation, and I want to get their perspective on whether they do or don't fit. Uh, that being said, uh, Boomer and I are of a different generation. We work great together because we see eye to eye. Boomer's got somebody in his life who we're just going to call McQueen, who's going to be coming on the air with us on a regular basis. And so without further ado, we're going to start a new segment right now where we're just going to get perspectives. I'm going to ask them some questions, and they're going to see how they do. And, uh, hey, McQueen, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm psyched to be here. <laughs> You're psyched to be here? Are you nervous? No, because I'm a podcaster now. That's true. So. You are a legendary podcaster. You've you got all the skills. <laughs> you got, all right. Uh, Boomer, we got a temporary sound effect we're going to use Temporary for you sound effect coming in now. I like it. <laughs> All right, you guys. By the way, I, I, I did say earlier that um, I realized your, your nickname on the air shouldn't have been McQueen. It should have been Shakalaka. Because uh, then it would have been Boomer Shakalaka. It would have been Boomer Shakalaka. <laughs> oh, our son that. would have loved that one. He would have had to. Oh, Shakalaka. Boomer Shakalaka. Okay. Hey, here's the deal. I'm going to ask you guys some questions. And I just I want, your, I want your honest thoughts, all right? And, um, you know, there may be times when we do this and I'll go, I don't know. Or I may look at it and go, that's awesome. So just to see where it goes, all right? All right. So here's, here's the deal. Um, all right, you guys, look, y'all are both uh, the parents of two beautiful small children. Uh, I've Thank seen you. them. I can testify, <laughs> <laughs> says, says the mom. Um, but education choice, all right? In the state of Alabama, there's, there's only limited options to, if you're in public school, to get outside your zip code. I mean, you've got a little bit of opportunity for scholarship. You've got charter schools, but for the most part, education choice is somewhat limited. Um, so here's my question for you guys. Um, as parents, what would you like to see in Alabama regarding education and like what role should parents play in education? And um, so I'll just, who wants to start? Ladies I'll first, take I guess. It. All right, take there it, you go. Take it and run, sis. What you got? Oh, man. So how long is the segment? Like two, three hours? Because <laughs> I am super passionate about just school and education. I mean, so much so that we just recently moved moved cross country, or I guess, you know, cro- a state, cross o- a state, state over. <laughs> you moved past the rocket on I-65. That's right. Yeah, that's, yes, exactly. Moved, moved a state over with education playing a huge role in that. Um, and I think, you know, it wasn't until we were about to have a kindergartner, we realized, and it's kind of, you know, unnerving realizing that their teachers are going to be with them more than we are. Like they're essentially yeah. parenting them and help shape and mold them and spending more time with them than we are. And that's really scary, especially with the way schools are these days and what's going on in the majority of schools. So like we really wanted to have say in where, 
our, you know, our son was going to school, who was going to be teaching him. And it was super important for us to have, that he was going to be somewhere where he was learning truth in the truth, biblical truths and having, you know, a, a Christian, someone that loved Jesus teaching him. And not that that's always, you're going to always find that in a private school, but for us, because you're not, you don't know what you're going to get, but yeah. it was important for us to have a school that we knew what we were going to get. And that was some, somewhere that Boomer had gone and had family that had taught there and still teach there. Um, so, I mean, that's a little bit, not quite the school choice, but it really, it mattered so much that we made well, a move was, for uh, it. I mean, you guys it packed is. up, sold the house, lock, stock, and barrel. You came mm-hmm. down here to, in, in part because that was driving the train, right? Yeah, for sure. And then I think as far as like, I am huge for, for uh, school choice because, you know, it really holds schools accountable. And I feel like there's just not that accountability in public schools where, you know, all these tax dollars are going to these schools and we don't know what's what's happening with them. Um, and when you get to say, like, I'm sending my child here, my money is going there. I mean, that money talks. And that's going to hold the schools accountable. It's going to create competition, I mean, academically, in sports, so many things yeah. that I think is so critical, especially in this day and age with the way how schools are progressing very quickly. I, I, so, I'll jump in there. Yeah, so jump, yeah. jump on in, bro. What's, so, what's, yeah, all, all about the school choice thing. I, I look at it as well as – you know, every child is different and they, every child has different needs. And obviously these schools, some of them that aren't um, doing as well as others and they're not striving to do well, but just because they already know they're going to get their money. Uh, um, I, you, know, you know, so it's like, come on, let me let me take my child to somewhere that's that they need to do that. They that I know because it's my child. I know they need something specific. So you like so the let free me take market, them, like the free market. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. Well, okay, so let me ask you guys this. I mean, I can already anticipate the answer now because I, I kind of heard the sentiment as you were talking about what you look for for your own kids. Um, so in the realm of school choice, a lot of times the discussion comes back to what rights do parents have. Mm. Um, and so, you know, talk to me about that. What in, in, in public school in general, should the school have the final say on what is best for the child, or should the parents have the final say? And so, which one do you want to go first? I'll go that? first. <laughs> <laughs> I, jump- mean, I didn't even get a fight I'm, for that one. I'm <laughs> jumping in because there's been so many times, even on this show, that we've talked about some of these schools not, I mean, going behind the parents' back and not mm-hmm. letting them know what they're yeah. discussing with the children and pushing on the children and teaching the children without the parents knowing. And some of these parents actually find out about it and they go to bat for it and take, like they go to those schools and I don't remember where it was, but there was this one lady that went to a, a, a school, uh, like a school board, meeting? school board meeting mm-hmm. and she just ripped them. And it was awesome because I, we need to know as parents what you're teaching our kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. and like like we said, they they're spending more time with these teachers and at school than they are at home with us, which is scary. And I think it used to be, yeah, everyone had their best interest in mind. So teachers, they did make those final calls, or you know, if they were sick, they were going to make the medical call. I don't want to make it a medical call now, no. not when they're going to vaccinate a child without you knowing, or who knows mm-hmm. what, and have conversations and, that you're oh, not aware of. Okay. And as a uh, sorry, no, and ahead. as a teacher, and you know, as a school, you don't. I mean, you know how much you mean to these children. These children look up to you because mm-hmm. as a, as a parent, I let you go to this school and I tell you, Hey, listen to your teacher. Your teacher knows. I mean, man, these teachers have such an impact on these kids. They, do. Oh, they adore their teachers. So, so let, let me ask you this then. Um, I hear y'all talking. All right. I'm sitting here talking to Boomer McQueen. I know your heart. I can, I can see, I can see the way you're raising your kids. I mean, I literally see it cause I see your kids. 
but um, speak to it from your generation. Does your generation share that sentiment, or are y'all anomalies within your generation? I think our generation, some some of them are blind to it. Mm-hmm. And now that it's starting to come out that some of these states are going to the school choice and saying, oh, we have a choice of where our kids go to school, what kind of education they get. Um, this is pretty awesome because I didn't know about it as a, as a parent either. Yeah. I, I'd say it's kind of like a newer concept to me too. And I think, I think a lot of people do share these thoughts and these feelings. And I think the people that don't, it's because they're, they just haven't been like educated on it or they're not aware or they don't want to look different and they're trying to, you know, cause a scene or something like that. But I think mm. it's just kind of a not, not knowing, not con- really being educated on it. Okay, everything so, that's involved in it. All right, so the reality is the word needs to get out. Mm-hmm, but I, sure. I can say that about any generation, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, but you guys are also what I would call the parenting generation right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Charlene and I, we're empty nesters. You know, we're, we're, we're grandparents now. But you guys, you guys are the parenting generation, the same as my own kids uh, right now, because uh, y'all are about their age. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, all right, well, I'll tell you what, that... That's good stuff. Now, I guess there's more to come. Let's do this, but we're going to take the break right now. I want to awesome. come back, though, and I want to keep that train of thought going. What does your generation need from my generation to advance the principles that we care about? Sounds Ooh. good. Oh. Good one. Oh. All right, folks. Bill Williams, Right Side Radio, sitting here with Boomer and McQueen. Oh, this is good stuff. We'll be right back. We're back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama, solid, conservative, just plain right. All right, we're doing a new segment. We're going to keep this thing going. I can, I can just tell you already we're going to keep this thing going. Um, <laughs> Boomer and McQueen. All right, so Boomer and the lovely McQueen are in studio right now, and, and basically they come from a generation that I'm not. All right, so they are, they are the next generation of conservatives uh, coming up. Here's my question for you guys, all right? All right, so y'all are both... 30-something conservatives, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That wasn't really a question. It was more like a statement <laughs> of fact. But anyway, but what is, all right, so what is, what is my generation, what does my generation need to do or not do to, like, encourage your generation from the broad perspective uh, to carry that mantle forward? I mean, what, what do we need to do to, you know, build more Boomer McQueens, I guess? Um, who's first? Uh, I Mc- will go if McQueen does not want to. I'll go. There we go. Awesome. All right. So I believe, you know, for for my generation and the generation below me, uh, for y'all to be able to mentor us in conservatism, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that would be the word. Um, just be be willing and open. I mean, a lot of us may not want to necessarily just jump in and talk about it because we get a lot of our a lot of our um, information, you know, from the social media aspect, and you, it's not always right because, like we talk about on this show, they only give you the brief synopsis and not even the accurate ones on um, social media. Right. So we need to know. Well, you bring a point, though. So 
uh, are you are you basically saying communicate where y'all communicate? Yeah, communicate where we communicate. Be 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 open. Ask us, hey, what do you what about this situation? And we'll tell you because we saw it on social media. I, I, and then you'll be like, oh, but did you know about this? I, I heard a judge, and I think it's a great point. I heard a judge uh, from the bench one day, and it, I wasn't in the courtroom. I heard about it. Um, and this has been years ago, you know, when texting was really getting going mm-hmm. and, and, and kids were doing that newfangled texting thing, <laughs> you know, and, and the judge asked a parent uh, in a in a serious, you know, interfamily dispute. Do you text? No, sir, I don't text that. Well, start. And what he was basically saying was you're here complaining about your kid not listening to you and you don't communicate the way they communicate. Yeah. So maybe it's partly you. Mm. Um, all right, I get that. So yeah, just what, start communicating your, the way we do. Your thoughts, McQueen? What are you, what are you thinking? Yeah, How do I we mean, I, the next round? I definitely agree with that. And I think just kind of, you know, obviously we don't want to be like told, like, we're, I think we're that generation that's only like want to be told what to do. We have to kind of learn it our way. Yeah. And sometimes it takes falling on your face, but I don't feel like we have the, we can afford to fall on our face with the, how quickly things are changing and progressing. Like we can't like f- get that far behind. Um, but yeah, like coming, you know, meeting us where we're at, telling, I think through stories, because I feel like a lot of people become conservative as they get older, because now they're living through something that, like, for instance, like, I mean, even, you know, abortion and stuff like that, always been anti-abortion, always felt very strongly about human life. But oh, gosh, until you, when you hold your, your own baby in your arms for the first time, that human life is so yeah. much like it's just bl- multiplied exponentially. And I get it more than I did when I was you know, 15, even though I cared about it. So I feel like so much it's you kind of almost become more conservative as you get as you get older and live through some of the things. So being able to hear things like through stories so that even if we haven't experienced it, we can be passionate about it before we're actually there. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. No, I think that's a huge sense, because what you're saying is that life happens. And it's nice to know that somebody else can talk to you about life that happens. And not everybody has yeah. that, by the way. I had a great, I still have a great support network. I had family who I could talk to. I, had, of course, Charlene and I married real young, and we just figured stuff out. But, um, but, but not everybody has that luxury. Yeah. So, um, yep. you you said mentoring a minute ago, uh, Boomer. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Uh, so I, I would I would hazard this. I I remember when I was y'all's age, uh, and I was working for Young Life, which is the ministry, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were these guys who had been in Young Life for 50 years. They were considered like emeritus kind of member. And wow. I, just, I used to just want to sit there and just listen to them talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, so y'all have been there, done that. Tell me what happens. Yeah. How does this work? And, and, what um, to expect is those life experiences that we love to hear exactly. about. Because guess what? We're going through the same things y'all went through. Yeah. And it, being available or having those life experiences and like those that talking and being available without us having to ask because sometimes we don't even know what to ask or that we need to ask something or like learn about something so so how do you make yourself available if someone doesn't already have if they're not asking what do you do hello i'm gonna knock on your door i want to talk to you uh, but... i'm gonna have town hall meetings about this <laughs> well you know there's that and i and i i'll be honest with you i do feel like the progressive side of socio-cultural um discussions does a better job sometimes at reaching the younger generation. I don't know why that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if conservatism is seen as stodgy, but conservatism is the thing that keeps outlasting all the liberal fads. Yeah, it's so um, true. Wow. Yeah. All right, we got about three and a half minutes. Um, so the next question I was just going to ask you is, what question would you ask me? Ooh, Ooh I got to go on. Oh Lord, she was scared of this. To be honest with you, the <laughs> fact that she jumped on that one is a li- okay. What you got? All right, so. Let's say, you know, Biden, I mean, all sorts of stuff going on. He's impeached. You 
Me. Mr. Williams are next in line, and you are the president. What do you do first? Are you, are you putting me in the line of succession to be president to follow President Biden? Yes, wow. you are. You're, yeah, you're next. Tag, you're it. Well, first what of all, is that means I had to have been do? his vice president. There ain't no way that's ever going to happen. Well, you know, all the, I don't know what happened to all these other people, but you're. It's you. You got. You got the call. So, what would be what would be your first like first or second like plan of attack? Good lord! Wow, she, she asks real wow. questions. Okay, I I, I think, a little were you going to ask like what how you liked his steak cooked or something? Yeah. <laughs> I think you know. I, here, here's the thing. I think one of the very first things that I would do is signify, like openly speak about the fact that I do believe that constitutional rights and civil liberties they have meaning, and and I know that sounds trite. You, you can almost you can almost say, well, yeah, they do. But Biden has said no, they don't. He has constantly been actually saying out loud. I mean, the inside words become the outside words with him. That there is no. You know, the Second Amendment has never been absolute. You know, he, he's constantly saying, you know, like the, the vaccine mandate. Well, my advisors have told me that I probably can't do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I think one of the first things that has to be reestablished is, you know what, the office of the presidency. It will honor the Constitution and the civil liberties that people enjoy in this country more than anything. And I think the next thing I do is build a big old freaking wall on the southern border. <laughs> and, yes. and, and, mm. and so, yeah, set a tone, I think, is important. Um, and, and, and tell people, uh, it's not about me. It's not about, it's not about this office. It's about what this office is here to serve. Mm. And oh, by the way, part of what we're here to serve is, is, you know, uh, the generation that's supposed to be here, not the ones who are flooding across the border and draining the system who, by the way, if they want to come here legally, great. But (laughs) you know what, if you're going to keep just, you know, dragging yourself across the Rio Grande in the, in the thousands, we can't sustain that. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would, uh, I would say reestablish the, the, the not notion, but the absolute that the Constitution means something. It's immutable. And then secondly, divert everything I've got to securing our southern border uh, before anything else happens. That's mm. going to happen. Yeah, I think those absolutely. two right there are That's top awesome. of my list. You got, you got my vote. All right. Hmm. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. McQueen <laughs> says I can be the president now. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, how much time we got? Well, we got like 15 seconds. So oh, I, I guess I will. Uh, You'll hold your question. I'll just hold it. It's all good. All right. Well, hey, listen, I appreciate both you guys more than you could possibly know. And, and uh, I, I feel certain we're going to do this segment again. What do you think? I'm, I'm all about it. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> all right. Can't Thursdays. I suspect you'll see Thursdays, 4 p.m., Boomer and McQueen. we got to get you guys your own sound effect, though. Yeah. We'll, we'll work on it. Yeah, we'll work on that. All right. Yep. All right. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> All right, folks. Bill Williams, Right Side Radio. Coming right back. Number three on the Triple Dipper. Learning how to speak like a liberal. Oh, you're going to want to hear this. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 